It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are the Saturday Friends Club. We are here once again for another jam-packed, action-filled Saturday. I already regret this episode. Uh, why are you regretting the episode? You know why. Why? why? Because you're here? Or... This is Sabrina, by the way. Hi. You want to just giggle for a while? I regret this episode because this is obviously going to bring up politics. Oh, God. We haven't e- we haven't even led. We haven't even talked about the fact that Martin is here. We haven't even talked the fact that Eric is here. Like you're just leading straight into it. Zero talk. I'm trying to bring happy energy to the episode before we mention that we're well, even going to cover idiocracy. Well, that was your first mistake. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, oh, I have to ruin it for you. <laughs> No, but guys, this, this is, is the most exciting episode. Spoiler, spoiler! Everything is terrible. Yes. If, if you are listening to this on like a on like an iPod that you scavenged off of like a charred human skeleton in the future uh, of you know 2018 or so, um, yeah, you'll hear like we it's, it's terrible right now. As and, like, and to all of the future luminescent beings of 2505. We love you. Have you have you ever thought about that? Have you have you ever thought about the fact that looking back in time, like people are going to consider us complete morons? Like and I, I don't already mean just con- us. Like, I already not consider us. us complete morons. But I mean, like the the fact that people like we look back at people in like the Middle Ages and they're like, "Oh, you're sick. Let's just release a lot of this blood from you." Like you know, just the stupid stuff that people considered back then they were actu- helpful. No, no, they actually use that for centuries. Yeah, centuries. Oh, we didn't figure that shit out until like the turn of the century. Honestly, yeah, right. we we that one they believed in really hard for a really long time. Right. So obviously somehow they saw some merit, even though centuries and centuries of doing this, they never saw the side effects. But whatever, we 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 can't we can't exactly say that that's specifically Middle Ages. Okay, all right. How about the putting of lead in gasoline as a as a more recent example of just like what a dumb idea? Putting lead in paint and painting your house. Yeah. You know, there is that little thing called trial and error. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, people are going to look back and they're going to be like, oh, these idiots put fluoride in their water. What were they thinking? Yeah, don't, oh. you, like, don't you know we lived to be like, a, we, we lived to be like 503 for eating all this poisonous, like, bread and water. <laughs> you, you know, at least fluoride hasn't killed anybody. Oh, that's what you think. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the county of Santa Cruz. They already banned the uh, the inclusion of fluoride in any treated really? water dispersed to their really? municipality. This is true. Fuck. Look it up. And the uh, you might as well just go ahead and add to it. I'm just going to draw the line here. California, very left-leaning state. All of a sudden, they have all this extra water flooding their homes. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> follow the money here. Yeah. Like, uh, they're talking about having not enough as, water. As now, if on cue, winter rolls around, all this water just comes out of the sky. Wake up, America. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> if we're, if we're it's Alex the jo- end of times, if, people. If we're going to do Alex Jones, and I have to like... Uh, which, which this is because we're doing Idiocracy, we, we kind of had to decide... We're doing these episodes a little out of order because this is going to be such a weird, jammed episode. Now, this is one thing I want to say for any conservative types. Like, I, the panel here, I believe, is mostly left-leaning, but... 
I very much want to stress that I do not want to make this like a, oh, people suck, blah, 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 well, like things like that. Really, yeah. I think I, I think I'm, a, as probably the most left-leaning person here, I'm going to say this movie is more... You two are going to have hey, a comedy right, fight right. Well, I, Either way, hey, I will say this much. This movie is more is a commentary on Mike Judge than anything else actually political. Like this, this movie is an empty. It's like an empty vessel which anyone can put their own like. They can infuse their own political leanings and interpretations yes. into. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. But, right, you know. right. But I mean, it's it's one of those things of, like, I, I very much like. I, I think that a lot of the and this is and also for people that are not from that are not American, like a lot of the stuff that we are looking at right now in america because things are a little wonky uh is very american centric a very all things are stupid right now <laughs> i think i think no matter like what side you can go you can be on like everybody can go like things are kind of screwed up i don't mm. like except yeah. for the few Everyone, people that actually think things are going very good right now well, it, it's this, this this is like this is like the man people are so stupid these days back in my day they were much smarter and that has been said literally since the dawn of time <laughs> yes. yes you there i like yeah. so. bashing the previous generation for their you know shortcomings and Perceived short-sightedness. I need to figure out another tradition that we look forward to when we all get old and die. I need to. I need to go find this and just print it on a card that I keep in my wallet. And I completely forget which which like Greek philosopher it was, but he was talking about how uh, poetry these days being written in like iambic hexameter or something it will lead the youth today to like sloth and ruin. And it's like this Plato. Is, I think it was Plato. I, I don't know which one, but I will figure it out before I before I say anything definitive. And I said I just need to print that out on a card, and so I can remember that always. It's like, well, oh yeah, we've we've always been this culture is always like you know humans have always been ruled by like curmudgeonly old people. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it goes to show that if there's a bunch of people these days that are bought into the idea that doing a podcast is a way to make a lot of money. <laughs> We're making a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we get paid? Which, by the way, we do have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash your money. <laughs> and, and we will be, I will eventually be publishing some, uh, like, the pre-shows and stuff like that to it and uh, doing some things. But uh, as I said, we're, we're doing this for the fun of looking at stupid stuff and talking and, you know, everything before that. It's about the money. Also, I do very much need a preamp and some more microphones. Mad Told you. Dog. See, wake up, sheeple. Pay, pay for our <laughs> corporate interests. All four of us need like like uh, gold plated Rush Limbaugh style microphones. <laughs> so why don't we actually get to the pre show? Uh, yeah. We, we oh, about. do you want to actually do a pre- the pre show topic? Why not? Okay, so we were going to do a pre show topic before this got brought away because part of idiocracy is the fact that uh, I like money. Yeah. So we were going to do first jobs. I guess since I'm the one who brought it up, I'll start. So my first job was back in 2010. I... Wow. Wait, what? Hi, kiddo. <laughs> Holy crap. He's like 37 and he's got like his first Fuck job. Off. I'm not 37. <laughs> Drop about 11 years and you'd be a bit more accurate. All asshole. right. Um, I, so... So you were in your 20s when you got your first job. I was in my 20s. Wow. Um, and my first job was working at Target as a team member. Uh-oh. Not an associate? Nope. Ooh. A team member. So, so what, 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 what goes into the job as a team member at Target? 
You are everybody's bitch. Okay. You have to do all of this uh, mock-up, answering questions that you don't know the answer to, dealing with really bitchy customers. That's called retail, bro. Yes, pretty much. Um, Dealing with, uh, you know, every manner of, of... Humiliating tasks that you can dream of. Okay, well, I, I need... So, you were beneath cashier? Well, it was basically like, if they needed so, a backup body in the cashiering department, I would go and cashier. So, you were the stand-in. It's like, hey, we need a cashier. Hey, somebody needs to get buggies. Hey, yeah, we need somebody, to- somebody, yeah, I, We have go-backs. They need to go back on the shelves. There's we have, a, a baby has been lost. You need to go find it. Yeah, you need to go find it. You need That's, to pull 100 pounds of electrical equipment from the warehouse. It's fine. Somebody recently got stabbed in the Target. Could you please mop it up? This is an actual story from our Target. Somebody was stabbed to death. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Whoa. Well, Wait, that, here or like... In, in Hayward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, oh, okay, well, I believe that. <laughs> it's a decent target. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a good target. Yeah. Uh, Do you think no one would notice because everything's red? Let's <laughs> see. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty bad. He was just wearing a target on his shirt, and it's, <laughs> somebody just went, oh, shoot in practice. Uh, you just got to, yeah, a, a dry, yeah. like a, like a, a aisle, like, drive by one of those little, like, buggy, like, cross, <laughs> crossbowing. Yes. Twang. Oh. But I will tell you one of the funniest things that I did while working there. Um, so there was a time when I actually became a bit of a door greeter. We They only did this for one holiday, <laughs> um, and it was during the Thanksgiving holiday. And I just channeled my inner idiocracy, except I did it with a bit more of a political tint. So every time somebody would walk in, I'd go, welcome to Target. Ch- I'm sorry. Welcome to Target. Proud proponent of child slavery. Have a nice day. Whoa. You actually did that, and then I, you got away with it. I got away with it. Wow! And, and, until some did, some, uh. did some like time traveler from like the 19th century, like, well, good to hear that young man. As he like twirl, twirled his cane as he walked in. I, I wish that would have made for a great viral just some video. Uh, just some steel baron walks in, just like. How I, many children? By I own chance? a chi- I own a child coal mine. Do you happen to have some nice twelve to fourteen year old girls? I've been looking for my next. No, no, no. Wife. That's that's Aww. that's not a steel baron. That's something else. Yeah. Oh, my apologies. I enjoy using part. the child children for the coal mining. They make the nuggets smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's this coal mine you have, sir? <laughs> uh, mine was my very first job was a grocery store. So uh, I was the bagger. I was the buggy guy. I was the guy breaking like. The bags of ice, so that they weren't just one solid piece. Uh, it was you didn't you didn't have to go to the Antarctic to get ice. No, but it, the ice was the best part because it was the best way of just like ignoring. Like, I don't want to deal with bagging. I don't want to deal with anybody else. I'm just going to grab these giant five pound bags of ice, slam them against the floor as hard as I can, and then put them in the in the case. Just one man in his ice bag. Oh, it, it was a great, like, 45 minutes of just, like, don't interrupt me, I'm doing something important. Stand back. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no need for help. I can take care of this. <laughs> Do not worry, citizen. Yeah. Everything is fine. And uh, I did that for approximately about a year, and I knew, and after that, I when I was on the way out, I was just kind of like, hmm, I think I'm going to eat a lot of this food. Mm. And then I left promptly after that. I was just like, hey, where are all these rappers in this back room? Like, oh, two-week notice, bye! <laughs> Statue of limitations are up. Uh, anyway, uh, what about you, Eric? My first job, uh, I worked for a family friend of ours who owns a tree trimming business. So I got to be the, like, detail and cleanup, like, person. 
So they would be up there in the tree, like sawing branches or were taking down a tree or something. And then my job was to like just keep like hauling stuff away, stacking in front of the chipper, and then like operating the chipper and feeding into the chipper. Man, that's some manual labor. And were you yep. wearing a cowboy hat and like a no, flap? no, no, no? <laughs> I, wait, I don't Martin, know. You have odd ideas of what like life yeah, as a tree say, like, groomer is. <laughs> oh, the life of the tree trimmer, and it's like a bunch of cowboys. What? <laughs> After work, we're gonna saddle on to the saloon. <laughs> Yeah, what the, this is I'm the, sorry, I've I just think, been in my urban shell for I th- too long. I think I, I think, have a sheltered view of the world. I think you're thinking of the village people, like di- very different than tree trimming. No, it's just he just imagines anybody outside of the city. Like you get 30 miles out, and it's just people in overalls <laughs> going like, "I wonder if we can sell all this pig <laughs> shit for money." Everyone, everyone looks like an extra from like Anne of Green Gables or something, <laughs> or it's like or Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Now, truth be told, I do know better having studied anthropology, but I do like to play up the part that I don't. Yes. So, basically, I just... I yeah, hauled... it's just like any anthropologist, pretending they know more than they actually do. I ha- <laughs> So, basically, I just... I hauled, like, brush and wood, and I got to operate a chipper, which is kind of fun. And they're a lot safer than you think. All right, Sabrina. Okay, so I guess I'm going to be really weird here. Because hold on. My... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> My first job is definitely not a typical first job for anybody. Uh, My first job was I actually was a river guide up in Juneau, Alaska for a summer. So for two months, um, I had to learn how to row a raft full of about, let's say, six to eight people, sometimes nine if they're kids. And that doesn't include myself down rapids and down through the rest of the river while telling the local history of the land. And I did this for about two months in the summer. And I was staying with my aunt because my aunt was actually managing another of the tourist areas, but she was doing uh, managing one of the restaurants. Um, mm. So she's the one that actually brought me up there to do that. So I mean, that's it a, was fun. Yeah, that sounds like a cool job. Like, yeah. And occasionally like a Kodiak attacks you and you have to like... No, we didn't. No. There, the only my only interaction with the bear was when I was visiting my aunt at the restaurant, and there was one in the garbage. But that was it was a it was like a little black bear, so all it cared about was getting the food out of the garbage. But you, we got to see bald eagles every day. There were ravens, and uh, the raven tried to open up my lunch, and he actually knew how to open up. Oh, they're, you know, yeah, like they're, they're remarkably so, smart little bastards. Yeah, so smart. And we would actually joke with people because there were there are houses along the river, and one of the houses had like two pugs. So we would always joke, "Yeah, our our national animal is the pug." The wild the wild pug the of wild the Alaska pug, wilderness. Because there's that, for some reason people in Alaska there were a lot of pugs in Alaska, at least in Juneau. I don't know why. And we would also joke that they were the they were actually food for the bald eagle because they probably would. Be. <laughs> well, maybe bald, bald eagles are not like are, are pretty are pretty wussy. Like like golden eagles or but, something. Oh my god, the tourists go crazy every time they saw one, and like it was always so amusing to see. Oh. And like I see this every day. Yeah, specifically the Americans, where they're just like, "Hell yeah, our country living free." Yeah, this is I'm our national Alaska. bird. <laughs> the pug. <laughs> the pug. <laughs> Smush faced and angry, but ridiculously cute. Making so it's their, okay. Making their weird like pained grunting noises. Yeah, and actually, the the year that I went, apparently I went a really good year, because usually during the summer, Alaska is, it's a lot of rain, 
but for some reason, it didn't rain as much as it usually did the year I went up. So most of the time, it was really good weather, except for like that one week where all it did was rain. And you, I, I can tell you, that was only one time where we were like, okay, we got to hurry up and get down this river as fast as we can. Because, oh my God, these tourists are going to be so upset. They're going to be wet. They're going to be super wet. They're going to be cold. And they're not going to tip you not even the if pugs they're in a bad up. mood. And not even the pugs will make up for this. <laughs> well, I don't you, you the rain was so bad at times, you couldn't even see the pug, so it didn't even matter. So I would say that's definitely the best first job. It's like, yeah, let me go. Let's go through rapids where I want to get wet, but oh my god, it's raining, so I'm already wet. I, I'm I, already done. When you started, I was hoping it's like, oh, is this going to become like the Revenant? Like, you know, like, <laughs> no. Like, bears? <laughs> no. Because that would be pretty metal. Well, they had another job where, I guess, somewhere up on the mountain, they had sled dogs, and that was what I originally wanted to do, but they already had too many people doing that one, so my second was being a river guide. So, now, Otherwise, I would have been sleeping with puppies all day. We have too many dog petters. You have to be a river guide. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think the only fun job I ever had was I did work at a paintball store for a short while, and I was just doing a web page design for them. Oh, okay. So, you know, it was it was fun. I could go out and play if I ever wanted to, but whenever I was there, nobody was actually playing, and anybody that would have been there during that time were, like, people thinking they were semi-pro, so just be like, all right, fine, I don't want to get hit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but And it also was super annoying because just, like, the guy that ran the shop would just test paintball guns like in the same room that I'm trying to code in. Oh, so I just it just be sitting there typing. Wait, they made and you just show. Like, I'm like, God damn it! They, they made you show <laughs> up at the store to code. Well, I mean, I was just like trying to get the idea of like what they wanted, and you you have to also <laughs> understand I was coding like I knew fucking nothing about what I was doing. Like mm. I was coding this thing in front page. All right, <laughs> like Microsoft front page. Like, couldn't have been, like, a least useful version of a website. And it never got published. And they never... They paid me, like, a few... Like, they hardly ever paid me. <laughs> but I was like, I worked at a paintball store. That was fun. <laughs> uh, you know what else is fun? What? Money. Money. Money's fun. Money. $20 billion. Yeah. Uh, tw- tw- how, wait, how m- so five billion plus three billion is how m- how many? Uh, what's the minus what's, on the billions? Minus plus billion. So yeah, idiocracy. Yes. Should we talk about idiocracy? We should. I guess. Talk about Martin, this is your this is your baby this week. You will be leading us in worship. Yes. For Tim Judd's. Uh, so hold on. Let me. Uh, I got the button. Let us okay, pray. Do it, do so it. let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and get into it. Let's get into this week's topic of idiocracy. Now, Martin. As we start, I do wish to state one thing that should technically make this movie not be part of the Friends talk. It was released in 2006. Yes, this is true. Uh, you, ma- towards, the mal- towards the microphone, honey. We, we don't okay. have an exasperation Sorry. mic so for this, the back. This like. is true. It was uh, released in 2006. It was after the 90s. I know. Tisk, Way tisk. after the 90s. Well, I mean, you had your first job in, what, 2010? Fuck you. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, anything before that, right. like, you're a... I feel like I'm receiving a lot of negative energy from you guys. Okay? Well, I mean, he like he was just freshly, like, baked out of the womb at that point, like, when this movie was just released. a toe-headed, blue-eyed youth. 
Fancy free. <laughs> anyway. He still has the 20s ahead of him. Boy. I, I'm not even trustworthy anymore. Yeah, you old as shit. I know. <laughs> kid, those YouTube kids just don't trust me. Oh, he's in his 30s? He must think like... He doesn't even know what an Instagram is. I barely know. What are, what are these emojis? Shit, I don't know. I'm on the internet. <laughs> I remember when I was using AIM to chat with people. Like, oh, crap. I was on the internet before you guys were even born. Uh, so, oh all right, so let's talk about this. Idiocracy is a 2006 American satirical science fiction comedy film directed by Mike Judge and starring Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, and Dak Shepard. The film tells the story of two people who take part in a top-secret military-human hibernation experiment only to awaken 500 years later in a dystopian society where advertising, commercialism, and cultural anti-intellectualism have run rampant and which is devoid of intellectual curiosity, social responsibility, and coherent notions of justice and human rights. Thank you, Wikipedia. All right, now we can go ahead and end the episode because uh, that is everything that you need to know. It, uh, I guess, didn't make a lot in the box office, but is a cult film. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> hey. You know, you know, you can take more than one breath like while you're doing the intro, <laughs> but it's but it's all like semi-professional as, as we do that. You know, yes. How, how, how straightforward, Martin? Why are we doing Idiocracy? Yeah. So aside from the fact that people have been harping this uh, this show, I'm um, sorry, this movie up since we uh, have had the um, the political landscape transform in a rather unexpected way, put it that have way. we? Wait, what? I've just come out of a cocoon. What's what's happened? I I I, I decided to take a nap in 2015. What's what's been going on? Oh, you you didn't hear? There, there's an orange in the office. Oh. I, oh, okay. He's a reality TV star, don't you know? I'm gonna. I, I yeah. I mentioned this in the pre-show, but I really should say that like this movie came out in 2006 and is very indicative of what was released during the Bush administration. Because this is like this is Mike Judge's like. We should talk a little bit about what else he has done because when I remembered who he was, and I saw this movie, like, oh yeah, okay, this makes total sense because mm-hmm. this movie like these keeps being billed as this biting satire, and it's like. I wouldn't qualify it as a satire if, like, it has no particular, like, it has no particular viewpoint other than, like, man, people are stupid right now. And, I mean, you, you can kind of see the the viewpoint where it comes to that, but I think it's really just a kind of call to forest on, you know, the, the trend of, you know, over overemphasized commercialism and consumerism and all of that, and that was, you know, just like the, the heyday of planned obsolescence and capitalism and you know, uh, in the 2006, 2005, 2004 years before the Great Recession, and then everybody yeah. Grim. Well, it's also just the, like that was the like that was the American liberal like milieu at that point is like, oh man, these are so stupid, and we're like America's dumb. Yeah, and, like, it's like we're well, down. Well, and... yes, that might be true. This is like a hardly this is this is a like very like ham fisted way of going about, of stating the obvious, right? And I mean, it's it's not to say that it doesn't make it doesn't make the film itself not have a kind of uh, sublime nature to it because the film itself can be very clever in how it it you know sets up the kind of uh, ambiance of this post dystopian future you know twenty uh, five hundred years into the future right um, and there's a lot of you know little uh, like little nods and uh, and gags here to um, to to uh, massive multinational corporations that you know engage in all kinds of branding uh 
uh, branding exercises. I actually think that's the thing that it, it is the most relevant of yeah. just like the 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 weird branding, like the 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 corporation bit of it, like yeah. not the Costco becoming the only shop in the world, but more just the fact of like Taco Bell is opening up a uh, a chapel in Las Vegas. Yeah, or you know the what was it the Secretary not of Interior but the Secretary of State. Every time we kind of punctuate whatever he says, brought to you by Carl's Jr. The- you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's just like the kind of corporate world has, um, has pretty much uh, injected itself into every part of our lives now. Where yeah, and, ev- inescapable. It, and everything we do is advertised in a way. Every yeah. browser search you do just, you know... I- I work in this avenue. I see it every day because I'm I'm in the tech space, and it's just like any web page. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm in the Silicon Valley. I, I, like, I just like the, the image of like this lawnmower man, 3D. Like I'm in the tech space now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in hackers, you're just flying through buildings made of made of one. It's more zeros. swordfish. It's the multiple screens. Ah, okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's very much just like everything you do is like oh I went to this web page to check on a thing at once and obviously I must want these shoes so that shoe those shoes are going to be taken around and paraded so everybody knows that I'm interested in this type of shoe and you know now I'm going to see it on multiple web pages. Hey, well, you were looking at these shoes. I, I would say that's also like also indicative of a time when this movie came out was like the idea like corporatism as and over advertising as this like this is a theme that appears in a lot of things. Yeah. And I would in some ways I would compare it uh there's a book that came out actually in the like, 2004 so right around the same time uh by Max Berry, I think. The, the book's called Jennifer Government. And I, it's it's been a little while since I read it, but it's it's pretty good, and it it deals it, it is a satire on that, and which I think does it in a much better way than this movie. Yeah, and let's also. But it is a book, so you have to read it. But it but, is good. Yeah, and let's also not forget that other documentaries that were kind of ringing the alarm bells about you know corporatism and its kind of infiltration of life, culture, and everything uh, were coming out, like the the uh, the documentary the corporation that came out in two thousand three. Um, Which I'm technically a little neutral on. Like, the corporate... I I saw that. I remember seeing that in a sociology class. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like, boy, here's some ham and here's a fist. (laughs) You know, just (laughs) like, I am trying so hard to get this message to you. Oh, yeah, as if this movie is, like, in in comparison, like, subtle and... No, no, it's... It's it's, It's, it's not subtle. Not one bit. No. So I just think that that's that's a funny... it's, It's a funny way of thinking about it as a product of its time, where, like, that was, I think, the big the big like cultural satirical thrust of a lot of things at that period like mm-hmm. the early 2000s to mid 2000s yeah and now it's uh different now it's just a clusterfuck yeah. and and think to the fact that we are having this deep conversation about a movie oh, in which not so, deep. And, and we, but well i mean but there's this conversation about in a movie where a guy shits in front of his tv screen yeah. you know while looking at the masturbation channel, yeah, I, or looking at you know the TV show. Ow, my balls! I, I like the one where he, I like, that is all YouTube is now. Pretty I liked, much, I like the uh, I I did like the like his like, the jerk off channel is just like a woman's feet like cutting a steak. <laughs> like, <laughs> could you not? What could, was that? <laughs> I don't but, know, but couldn't you not see that the uh, that the uh, that the uh, what the angry orange or what 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 was the the, the annoying the, the orange the annoying orange the yeah. annoying is orange a, would totally really be a thing? channel yeah yeah and yeah. I mean it, in some ways it is a channel yeah Tim and Eric would totally be a channel yeah yeah 
I mean, so that, like, that would be straight up, straight in idiocracy. I, I, I like the things that like I've seen, I've seen in the last few years that would fit in idiocracy. Goat simulator, for yeah. God's sake. I mean, come on. Which okay. Is, I'm sorry. I have to draw the line there. Goat simulator is, is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Clearly, no, 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 no. Awesome. hold on a second. Mean it wouldn't belong that, in this, the world of this idiocracy. is a different. Like, if we're talking about like Tim and Eric and like annoying orange, this is stuff that's just made and it's just schlock. Like, Goat Simulator is made to be that, that. There's a meta joke inherent in Goat Simulator. Yeah, it was made to be it's, stupid. It's silly. Yeah. Whereas silly. like, whereas like uh, Big Bang Theory, it's like this. They, they're trying to make us laugh, and it's not working. And then I they didn't win, really and then they watch, win like 100 Emmys. I didn't really watch Big Bang Theory. I've seen so like I don't an know. episode, and it was like, "This is I. I think I'm sterile now. This, this is so unfunny." <laughs> wow. It's it's like, hey, we want to appeal to nerds, but also be a little condescending to nerds at the same time. And hey, but we'll put a few nerdy things inside of it. But and Will Wheaton shows up. No, hey, look, this is the, Big Bang Theory is a show written by like 60 year olds trying to satirize like like nerds of now it's yeah, like it's, oh it this is what millennials are like yeah it misses the mark so hard and it's so like this is this is really dumb guys as a millennial i'm terribly offended by it <laughs> i'm not i'm just more sad and it's but it's like it's incredibly successful and i don't understand it no yeah Let, i don't get the appeal i i like i also i liked idiocracy better when it was when it was wally so they're they're very similar movies. Let's let's hit the the plot a little bit, and then let's go ahead and roll through the the points of that uh, point. Roll through some of the uh, some of the stars in it, and then we can get into what remains for the for the ideological discussion. Uh, yeah. So let's see. You have the United States Army Library and Corporal Average Joe Bowers, played by Luke Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, getting into a suspended animation program with suitable female candidate. Uh, Rita, Maya Rudolph, uh, who is a prostitute for Upgrade. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I, I kept thinking, like, oh, he's going he's gonna to show name. up, he's going to show up, and he doesn't show up, and I'm like, oh, that's weird, and I turn off the movie, and then I went and read, like, oh, there's a post-credit sequence where he pops out of his own cryopod, and like, oh, okay, well, that explains it. Of course he, <laughs> of does. Course he does. But it was, like, a post-credit sequence, so I'm like, eh, I finished watching the movie and then turn it off, and so, right. oh, okay. Uh, I did enjoy the uh, the the fact that the experiment that the guy was just in deep with the Wait, prostitution yes. ring. Yeah. It's just like, listen, you don't understand the, the what it takes to get the respect of a pimp. And then it's just like <laughs> this whole sequence of like going through like a bunch of slides where you just hang out just with him, him. <laughs> <laughs> like drinking. It's and- like awkward. Yeah. You're in the military, dude. Uh, so yeah, that is there anything? Let's see, pre hibernation, is there anything that uh, not really. about that? I mean, there's there's some funny bits. The idea is he's this he's this archetypal like every man, and for, I forget what the joke was why they couldn't find a suitable woman. I just that there was just nobody that and no female that average in the military. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't know what that's. Yeah, that's so to mean. and it just gave them the excuse to have the uh, the uncomfortable conversation all over the movie of like, oh well, you know, upgrade. You should really talk to him. Like, you know, he shouldn't control you that much. Not, you know, not all and the painting hum- and like yeah, all that. Yeah, not yeah. all of the humor lands in this movie. No, I would no. say less than half of it. Honestly, that's probably the one that the one piece that I'm just like, you don't have to hammer this home that he's this like oblivious yeah i thought he was like yeah. just average he's not like he's not supposed to be like an uh, like dumb yeah i mean you have to have at least some degree of emotional I, uh, yeah you need like a you need like a baseline when you then plunge him into like idiot world yeah 
Uh, let's see. So he he gets suspended, unearthed later at the collapse of the mountain-sized garbage pile, and the chamber crashes into the apartment of Frito uh, Pinhejo, or Pindejo. Hey, oh boy, Pindejo. Pendejo. Pendejo. Frito Pendejo. Who happens to be a lawyer in this world. Yes, Dak Shepard, who expels him. Mm. Oh, what was the, the, the guy, the judge, uh, that actor is awesome, I love him. I always know him as uh, as the boss from news radio. Uh, uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find that. All right, we keep going. I'm yeah, they they don't have it listed here. Uh, pretty much from there, the, this movie does kind of go all over the place. Like, yeah, that that that's one thing I think we could knock against it is the fact of just like, oh, he's here, and then he's out on the street, and then he's in jail, and then he's in the yeah. This you know, th- th- this is the main problem I think with the movie. Honestly, the biggest problem with the movie is like. It's a joke that's stretched very thin, and it's just like, the whole point of this movie is that we're, they're like, we have a bunch of funny set pieces about this dystopian dumb future, and we need to, like, navigate the characters between it so we can show you these set pieces. So they have, like, uh, I guess we have to come up with, like, a skeleton of a story. And so, like, I, yeah, I found it, like, not compelling, and I you could condense this into, like, a half-hour TV show episode, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, like the the whole barcode, like oh, you don't have a barcode now, you got to go to jail, and then it's like okay, well we got you, and then I'm gonna convince this guy to let me out of jail, and yeah, then I'm like, free again. And, and it's a whole like bit subplot about like oh, this is you know as part of that process of getting a barcode, you have to take an IQ test, and then the IQ test kind of signals to them like oh my god, he's a he's a genius. Yeah. He's a genius. Yeah, this this movie clocks in at like a little like a little under two hours, and you yeah. really you could cut this down to like. A like a one hour short film. Yeah, yeah. there is there the it is very stringy. I guess you would say of just like oh well we have to hit this point. It's like I have all of these ideas. How do I try and coherently string them yeah, together? So the, yeah, so the movie does feel like cobbled together in that aspect. Yeah, because it feels like it's just waiting to get to the point that he's in the the Oval Office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So let's see uh, the the corporate products. Uh, Joe thinks he's hallucinated, goes to the hospital, doesn't have the barcode, gets arrested. Uh, let's see, gets Frito as his lawyer. He's grossly incompetent, gets sent to jail. Uh, Rita returns to her former profession of just being a, a, a streetwalker, but, you know, can just convince these idiots to wait till tomorrow, but still keep them on the clock. Yeah. Man, I'm going to... I can't wait till tomorrow. Here's your money. Really? <laughs> that was pretty great, actually. That was- yeah, and and uh, Sabrina, you were saying that earlier. Maya looks really good in this movie. Yeah, it's like there is a point where like she's wearing the clothes of that time, and they're kind of clinging to her body, and I'm just like, "Damn, girl, your body looks hella good in this movie." Yeah, yeah. That, that Carl's Junior shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's just like super sexy, super yeah. like I. And it's weird because I hate the clothing in this movie, but for some reason she makes it look really good. Which is odd for me because I'm used to her being on SNL skits, and usually they she looks like really. Well, I mean, she's playing parts where she's the, like being awkward or roles. weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like kind of interesting just to see her play someone like normal, I guess, quote unquote normal, and not be like her face full of makeup or something she, like she that. Was, she was like the straight man character in Bridesmaids. Oh, is she? I yeah. never saw Bridesmaids. So. She's like she is the like. N- 
the mostly normal friend who all of their like insanity kind of bounces off of. Oh, that's so weird because I'm used to her being one of the crazy yeah. people. That's so weird. I, yeah, Bridesmaid's, that's one of those movies we need to see. Bridesmaids yeah. was pretty good. I like honestly was just like, okay, the the scatological humor is like, I, I'm 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 past this. Right. Well, I think Bridesmaids is supposed to be mo- uh, somewhat of a chick flick. So it might just have a lot of jokes that are meant more for women in it. I understand mm. it's like the as people have said to me, the female hangover. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the communal like sigh of like, eh, maybe, but not. I, uh. Yeah, and it's just got like it's like this movie would be infinitely better if there if there wasn't like you know a twenty minute scene of nonstop shitting. Jesus <laughs> wow. Christ! Sell it to me. Right. Uh, let's see. Moving on, uh, Joe gets renamed to not sure to not sure by a faulty tattooing machine. Uh, also, takes the IQ test. Yeah, that's another like another scene. That's like just, just cut this down or cut this out. Come <laughs> yeah, on, it's not entirely necessary. Uh, once free, asks Frito whether the time machine exists. Uh, to return to two thousand five, bribes him with the promises of riches of a compound interest in a bank account. I like money. I like money. I like money. Uh, let's see, Frito nose of time machine leads rita and uh and joe to a or uh yeah uh leads them to the costco okay but you're uh, wait, skipping wait. over an awesome scene okay yeah. <laughs> all right all right go ahead the awesome scene where he accidentally gets his barcode scanned, so they like take Frito's like car and they like stop it. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, and I mean, then yeah. they get out of the car and the police surround it and shoot it up, and then everyone around gets super excited and they start fighting each other and, and they shoot like, a plane out of the sky somehow. Yeah, they start shooting their guns. The guy has a rocket launcher that he like shoots, but he's actually pointing the rocket launcher behind him and it hits a plane. <laughs> yes, I, that that actually did get me. Like, okay, that was pretty good. Yeah. And like, like even Frito's getting excited and he's like, dude, that's your car yeah <laughs> I, I, people are fighting and there i think i remember there were people that started just like dancing as well yeah. and the cops just like keep firing at the car yeah, yeah and eventually they just start shooting in the air for fun because they're having so much fun. that was one of the best scenes yeah just, that was just the stupidity funny. of destroying that car that nobody's in yeah it was, yeah. It was pretty great um but then we get to costco oh my god the costco I love you. <laughs> See, I saw that Costco and I was like, yeah, this is pretty accurate. It's like the one I this is like the one I've been to. And it, but have you ever been to Costco, man? It's like a wonderland. Though, it is kind of like a wonderland. I love the one thing that I think I can say, especially in some of the set pieces, like the background of the Costco is amazing. Yeah, I know. Like just the the toppled over shelves and there's just a fuselage of an airplane yes. like wedged into it. If you yeah. look closer, the CGI does not hold up well, but oh, I'm sure it does. No, yeah, but... and, and then of course there's the ongoing joke about Starbucks. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, we don't got time for a hand job. He's like, what? <laughs> And then you find out every shop just gives hand jobs now. Like even those, ta- what was it, a tax refund? Yeah, HR Adult adult tax return. It's like what the hell? <laughs> Which the weird thing is, is that there's all like these like super sexy like male dominated things, but there's nothing like female dominated. Like yeah. there, there's there it didn't seem like that there was anything like equivalent to that. It was all like a bunch uh, of like think, male dick humor. I think part of well, I think that's inherent to the like the stupid future is just like everyone is stupid and reverts to this like super masculine well yeah, this like com- this like comedically caveman. Yeah, caveman kind of thing yeah 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. So anything Costco. So they have the Costco. They get caught at the Costco. <laughs> Instead of going being sent back to prison, he gets sent to the White House because he's the smartest which, man alive. Which is actually the Playboy Mansion. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Do you notice the gates? It has the playgirls on it. Oh, oh did, yeah. Did you notice that? That's like the mud flap girl. And, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, well, they have a sign where they show the re- they show the bathrooms and the women's room has the mud like the mud flap girl on like instead of the like outline in a dress, like she's the one on the toilet in the like the women's bathroom. Yeah, sign. yeah. I, I saw that. that. Was, like, okay, I, that's a nice touch. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. All right. So let's see. So then, in, uh, he meets President Camancho. Camancho. Camancho, played by Terry Crews. One of Terry Crews' less dignified roles. <laughs> yes. Still and, awesome to who, watch. Him. Oh, he's he's great. I like yeah. him. Who was a former professional wrestler gives Joe the impossible job of fixing the nation's food shortages. The problem of the movie coming halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, dust bowls and the crippling economy within a week. Joe discovers that the nation's crops have been irrigated with a sports drink called Brondo. Again, it's what plants crave. It's got it's electrolytes. electrolytes. <laughs> Again, this movie, I, fuck, guys, this movie is a prequel to Wally. It's the same universe. It just gets a little bit worse, and then it's Wally. And by the way, Brondo, whose parent company had purchased the FDA, FCC, and USDA. Which is kind of remarkable. It's happening now. It's wow. corporate overlords. Overlords. Or- overlords. Or as we would call it in a uh, in a social science circle, it is the deep penetration Whoa. of the corporate Whoa. world into the, into the uh, state private nexus. Oh, you're really selling it to me, baby. Yeah, keep, Tell me yeah, more. Keep going. Keep going. Tell me about this. <laughs> Tell well, me about everyone, those everyone, deep penetrations. Everyone else get out of here. I think it's working. <laughs> Baby, tell me about fiscal responsibility. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you about fiscal responsibility. Especially and in those private sectors. destruction of commodities oh, and regulation baby. going down into deep product innovation. All right. Oh. We'll be, and we'll be right back after <laughs> these episodes. Hold on. I just need to go and get a hand job. <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks. I'm going to Starbucks. <laughs> Let's go to Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, oh my god alright so when oh Joe has the water uh, drink replaced with water you know that thing in the toilet that's thing in I the like toilet that, I like that they just like when they show the montage of them like fixing it they just like put a tube into the toilet and are just like, yeah basically they go through that step that was a nice one uh, let's see Brando's stock drops to zero and half the population lose their jobs causing mass riots <laughs> Joe is then sentenced to die in a monster Monster Truck Demolition Derby featuring undefeated rehabilitation officer Beef Supreme. <laughs> well, that guy looks familiar. What else is uh, he in? Andrew Wilson. I'm, so, Andrew Wilson, let me see what he has He kind of looked like Kurt Cobain. Uh, let's see. I don't know. He reminded me of the guy that played, um, what's his face in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Oh, oh. uh, Zaf- he looks like, he looks like new Zaphod Beeblebrox. Yeah. 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 He does yeah. kind of. He, he, yeah. he is not in that. Okay. I was like, I was like, is that him? Uh, let's see. Th- uh, things that I see that he has been in, the Royal Tannenbaum, Zoolander, Charlie's Angels. Wait, is he actually related to Luke Wilson? Uh, I have... No clue, maybe? <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, yes, he is the older brother of actors Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson. Oh, that, oh, that whoa, is, oh okay. my god, okay. There oh, okay, wow. that opens up. Thank you, Wikipedia. Because I was like, you said Royal Tannenbaums. I was like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure that's fucking Owen Wilson. Uh, hey, I've got my nose messed up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, do you know, do you know the, these acting families always just like get to me because it's like, oh my god! It's so, or I, I think Ben and Jerry Stiller is an interesting combination. Oh, she, Sabrina was shocked this week to find out Emilio Estevez and the Martins. And Martin, yeah, it was the brother of Charlie Sheen and the and of oh, course, the Sheens. Uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. Sheens. And I was like, wait, that makes no sense. So I looked it up, and I was like, oh, Martin Sheen's real last name was Estevez, like. I'm sad that Angelina Jolie's father is John Voight because he's like a crazy person now. Why does that make you sad? Because he's a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I I've seen jo- I've seen some John Voight movies and like yeah, I kind of like him, and then it's like oh no, he's like a terrible person. Aww, Aww. acting families are so find? interesting. No, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so later on, Frito and Rita discovered that Joe's reintroduction of water in the soil has uh, made the ve- vegetables grow. During the televised event, they are able to show the sprouting crops uh, on the display screen, and Camancho gives Joe a full pardon, appointing him to vice president. Joe and Rita find that the time machine is uh, just a ride. Is just a ride. I like, I like the little like the the little model. Like dioramas they had in the ride. Oh yeah, there was the, like the little with the with the T Rex. Yeah, the, the, the T Rex. Well, I also, I also T-Rex like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the that their remembrance of World War Two is like a is a bad reading of the Great Dictator. So it's like Charlie Chaplin is Hitler. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and they find out at its amusement ride. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the fact that during that, Frito is just like, "You thought it was actually a time machine, didn't you?" Or for, you know, for being so smart, you're really stupid. <laughs> did you know? did but you... he's like, "But Frito, if I couldn't actually go back in time, I wouldn't be able to put money in the savings but account and get you that money." The camera guy that goes with Frito at the end, and they will stop for the Starbucks. Like, is that Jack Black? I, it looked a lot like him. I, I don't, don't think, think it no. is. Well, I didn't. Well, I don't then they think have so. then Jack Black needs to check this guy out because he's got a stuntman. Now. I know he looks so much like him. Like I had that same moment too. Like, is that Jack Black? And it's just like, no, it's it's just off enough. Jack Black is in a movie that, which, I, which I'd like to talk about, also, which is very similar to this, mm. which is Demolition Man. Yeah, that, that, I know that you you had mentioned that that was a that was a big one. Uh, let's see. Then he becomes the uh, he becomes the president. Has okay. the three smartest children in the world, and then Frito has eight wives and thirty two children. Therefore, more or less nullifying. Yeah. 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 And uh, in the as mentioned in the post credit scene, uh, upgrade uh, is released from his suspension chamber, who is intent on tracking Rita down. <laughs> Even but though he has all go. those prostitutes, he's only worried about Rita. He needs his money. That's yeah, a joke. He needs his money. Wow. So, uh, let's see. Looking through here. Uh, I don't see any other, like, major names uh, that are mentioned as, like, the additional cast. Uh, things I will say about it before we get into deep discussion. Uh, the movie didn't do well, mostly because Fox kind of... See, like destroyed it. I, I'm honestly willing to give like it, I'm, I'm willing to give Fox like movies the benefit of the doubt here of just like this movie like apparently did test very poorly and like did cost like a you know a not insignificant chunk of money to make. But I mean, it does take shots at Fox, so who knows? Oh yeah, well it takes yeah. shots at everybody. Yeah. Its budget was two to four million. Uh, oh, that and, was more. Okay, no, it's just two to four million, uh, and the. Um, but as said, they, they there are a lot of bl- pointing fingers of it. People saying like, "Hey, they didn't 
they didn't announce that it was coming out at all, and its box office was actually only $495,000. Yeah, I mean, they'll do that sometimes where if they think that an actual full release and support of a movie will be unprofitable, they'll occasionally just, we'll release it in just enough to fulfill our contractual obligations, and then send it straight to DVD and just, like, douse it. And that's what happened to this one. Yeah. Yeah, because so. I had never even heard of this movie until Josh told me about it. And... I'd, I'd heard about it, and then I was like, eh, we'll watch it later. So, yeah, it, it's one of those movies that did not get a great release, but got a great critical reception, like Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. <sighs> mm-hmm. Another lovely movie. I thought that one was just, like, a limited release because it's a weird niche movie. Yeah, th- that too, but, you know, I, I, I could not find it can anywhere. we do that one? I want to talk about that movie. Uh, let's see. And finally, in uh, August 2012, Cruz said he was in talks with director Judge and Fox over a possible idiocracy spinoff featuring his President Comancho character. Uh, initially received as a web series. Week before the 2012 re- elections, he reprised the character in a series of shorts for f- website Funny or Die. 2016, before the presidential election in November, Rolling Stone published an article stating that Judge and Cohen uh, would produce idiocracy. P- themed campaign advertisements opposing Donald Trump's presidential campaign. If given permission from Fox, from Fox to do so in those ads, Cruz would again reprise his role as President Comancho. Meh. So... All right, that is our... T- that is the, the in-depth details of idiocracy. What I, is... I mean, the, 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 the basic thing that I think anybody says at this point is like, Oh man, we're so totally living in idiocracy oh, now. Man, is, oh, jeez. Well, okay. So this is—I I will say that like Mike Judge kind of falls into that like, per, like portrays himself as like aggressively like center centrist. It's like I'm going to make fun of both sides, and like it's this kind of like obnoxious and cloying position to take because the, the as I said, the movie really has no thesis other than like people are stupid and like. Why can't we just figure it like why can't just like smart people figure it out? And it's this it's this totally like whiff of a political position and you can anyone can just kind of superimpose their beliefs over this movie because everyone believes that everyone is an idiot right now and like the common like the common like reasonably smart guy just needs to like think through it and fix it. And so it's it's like it's a like fundamentally kind of like just irresponsible I don't know irresponsible, but it's a very cheap premise. It's it's a reductionist kind of yeah. View. There we go. That's the better, better yeah, word. It's, it's a reductionist view of um, uh, of of like the political position that you know we need to have like a meritocracy where people who have the accolades, who have the specialized experience, need to be leading us into a brighter and better. It, it's what yeah. It's like while that is true, like there's there's so much nuance that's lost in this. So like I I would like it's technically a satire, but I would hardly call it that. It's it's just like an empty vessel which you can you can frame however you want. And there's so many like weird like weird things in nowadays times where it's just like oh well I'm the smartest person in my field I know this particular thing. But yeah. <laughs> all it takes is somebody going like nah that doesn't sound right to me and then it's like well all right all that information is just out the window somebody doesn't think it's right. Well that's the thing they like, just this, say they didn't think it was right. This movie takes like no controversial stances or positions and doesn't really like. Like the only the only people really take shots at are like corporations and like the nebulous idea of like poor and fat people, and so it's like the movie is like 
Yeah, and it kind, okay. of like, it kind of superimposes these really negative stereotypes about, you know, urban America, you know, the rural South, um, the, you know, white, uh, no, sorry, the, the blue collar kind of, you know, yeah, white I, trash. I did um, notice that too. You know, archetype and like meshes them in all into like this, 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 this mash of like, uh, <laughs> it, it tries to set people. Well, then it's also got the stereotypical, like, like the quote unquote liberal, like couple in the very beginning. Oh yeah, that's right. This is so the, 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 the this comparison movie... between the the successful couple who uh, you know pursues careers and accumulates vast amounts of wealth, but this movie takes shots at kids. everyone and thus says nothing. So it's yeah, it's it's kind of empty in that regard. It's got funny set pieces and funny jokes, but Jennifer Government is a better satire and like commentary on the future is made at the same time, and Wally is a better movie. Yeah. All right, so let's go through. Let's go around the table and hit the points. I know that you were mentioning Demolition Man. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I. If anyone else listening to this, you definitely should see Demolition Man. That's a wonderfully bad, fun movie. Um, this movie is very similar to Demolition Man in that both feature two people who are put in a cryogenic freezing and wake up in a dystopian future where everyone is like cartoonishly stupid, and they have to like work it out. And there's something involving that, and then like. They both involve this kind of inherent commentary on what, like, the writer thinks is like, oh, this is the terrible dystopia. In which and Demolition Man is like, everyone in the future has become a total pussy. And, like, it, it, they need, like, Stallone to, like, save them because he's so, like, macho and weird. But Demolition Man is, like, unintentionally funny, whereas this movie is actually, like, a, is a comedy. Mm-hmm. But they're very similar, like, in the plot, or is, like, in, in Demolition Man, he goes in the future and everyone is so, like, Fay and weird and like oh like all the police like don't know what to do because Wesley Snipes is like killing people and they're like oh we don't know what to do you know oh it's a 287 what's that oh it's a murder death kill and like all that and they're they yeah so it's a feature where everyone is like weak and ineffectual in some way and they need just like the guy from the past to just like duh uh, we're just gonna we're gonna go after Snipes and uh gonna put him back in ice jail and yeah so it, this movie is is very similar to Demolition Man Though I would act- I would probably watch Demolition Man ahead of this because Demolition Man is amazing. I have and to stupid. see that. That might be that might be one for another time. That sounds like a a good go to for another episode. It's it, but it's, yeah. it's, it's it's like the same thing. It's like it's an attempt on commentary, and it's it's kind of infected with the writers' like biases towards certain people. In which case, like Demolition Man is is a more like. American, sounds right leaning. It's, it's a more American conservative take on it. Like everyone in the future, like everyone in the future, is going to become a liberal pussy, and we need like we need Stallone to go around like shooting people and getting into like, uh, yeah, in, into like he's we've we just like fought the bad guys and all the problems we solved. He's smarter than all the generals. Also, uh, he he also like that movie also has a very strange subplot, uh, which I'll, we can get into another time. But yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Martin, you mentioned a Rolling Stone article here. Yeah, and so um, I looked at a couple of uh, reviews of uh, of the film, and people kind of like taking their analysis of it. And the overarching theme was it not so much that you know this is you know what ha- this is like going to be the dystopian future that's going to happen if we allow people like our current president or the kind of trends in politics that we're seeing now, like the rejection of political correctness, you know, gone to the nth degree. But instead, it's more of like you know think about people average people you'd say whatever you can call average in terms of just like your average intelligence people who are rational who work jobs who have like a essentially normal life and then put yourself in that in that mold for a second and then 
think about the ways in which you might judge somebody uh, else who you could see as like, oh, these are really ignorant, stupid people who don't really understand things and who, you know, uh, you know, take the kind of, you know, reductionist, very binary view of every, of the world and how um, our society works. And think about how even somebody like that can, A, fall prey to the prospect of, of, of going into that path of judgment and immediately, you know, <clears throat> writing off a group or writing off people's concerns as willy-nilly um, just because they, they, they see those people have not having the same level of intellectual vigor um, as they do to being able to understand the way the world works. And the second thing is that even a person who might be average or even a person who might be, you know, uh, might have a lot of intellectual faculty, put them in a situation where they're surrounded with all of that kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, stupidity that's floating around in every... Um, in every way right. and form, and you can kind of see that even they might start to fall prey to it too. I, so I yeah. think it is a bit of a cautionary tale, and, and you know, and, and 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 people like that who just already jump off the bandwagon to go and say, ah, you know, you know, those darn conservatives or those darn, you know, uh, white collar. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Those those darn, um, you know, hailbillies or you know, whatever insert uh, insert frequently judged group here. And dismiss their 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 stories or their ideas or their perspectives as unimportant or un you know un, uninformed. Yeah, I think in this in this uh, in this year of our Lord 2017, I think this movie also fails because like this this is what people envision when they when they talk about the like archetype of the like elitist liberal mm-hmm. is it's like it's it, that's like the viewer of this movie mm-hmm. like from this perspective. Yeah. But I, I think there is. I think Mike, Mike Judge does deserve a little bit of credit for being able to kind of point point the finger back at them and say, like, you know, you might see that this guy is a protagonist here and that he's doing the right thing and always in the process trying to save the world. But you know, you have to realize that um, if you were put in the same situation um, and uh, you and you had this opportunity to be able to just levy these baseless judgments about people right. and other groups without actually taking the time to understand them, then wouldn't you, you know? feel the same way and just immediately uh you know cause friction and and contention yeah and i I think it's just the same ultimately is like this movie kind of fails under the same like it 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 is it fails under its own terms of like it 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 is much of a commentary on the on the like the viewpoint being prescribed in the movie and is like but i don't know i i might not give mike judge that much credit because like I, I don't not, know. I mean, Be- Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill are not are all are, are funny, but they're not like some elaborate meta like co- commentary and, either. And, and I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. That might be giving Mike Judge too much credit, but I like to think that there is a bit of a commentary on on the viewer and just the way in which the viewer can kind of you and, know, take the take the the moral high road. And well, that's the thing. I think from reading, well, I did some reading about Mike Judge, and I think this movie was done in earnest. I don't think it's meant to be like reflected back upon the viewer. Well, I mean, and and for Mike Judge's stuff, like I saw none of Beavis and Butthead as a kid. Just I see because, a little, just because it was one of those things of like my parents saying, like, "No, this is trash. Don't you, you're not allowed to see it." Um, I hated King of the Hill for the longest time, and it was only as I got older and I got out of the South that I really started to appreciate it. Because it's, yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's a it's it works as both a like. A satire, but also kind of a loving, like it, it is definitely understanding of the of that attitude. Yes, it mm-hmm. is a it is a loving tribute in some ways to the kind of the, the people the, the people that it represents. Like it's kind of just ignorance ignorance is bliss in the way. 
of just like no our our worldview is this big because our worldview is this city like it is this small area like we don't see beyond it but what is in it is what's most important to us well then like right. the, the characters in the king of the hill are actually sympathetic and yeah. like you yeah. act, they're, they're, they even even for their like ridiculousness they're mostly likable yeah yeah and idiocracy on the other hand the characterization that does happen is very is, negative yeah it's yeah. negative and there isn't a lot of development on our main protagonists it's just it's lacking overall and, yeah. Uh, let's see, Sabrina. You have a li- link here that it says "fuck you all." <laughs> uh, what is this about? It just links to a picture of him as president doing the "fuck you" salute yeah. at everybody in the Senate room or whatever room that is. Oh, the, the House of Repping. Yeah, represent. That's right. Represent. I actually got a bit of a kick out of that. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, actually, I will say a corollary to that discussion is I, I did not realize it until I looked it up, but Mike Judge is one of the writers for Silicon Valley, which is an amazing show and I can recommend very highly. And it does kind of fall in. I, I think Silicon Valley is a represents a maturing of his writing abilities because it does it is taking the piss out of Silicon Valley tech culture, but then the characters are more sympathetic and it's not it's not quite as one sided. But I was happy to learn that Elon Musk apparently did not care for it, and then he like responded in this very like, in this very like defensive response as like he clearly like was not amused and didn't didn't quite get like it was not down with like kind of being poked. Fun oh, at. William wait, wait, Shatner wait. doesn't like Galaxy Quest. Boo! Really? Like, oh. No. Yeah, William <sighs> Shatner does not like Galaxy Quest, the best movie that uh, that what's his face uh, has ever done. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. Oh wait, Toy I- Story. Oh wait, design thinking it's all it isn't cracked up to be? What? <laughs> well, so that's, it, I it, didn't enjoy the satire of the thing I do. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I, I just enjoyed. I remember reading that, and it was like saying the Wikipedia article, and it's like Elon Musk has some was like, I don't think this is accurate, and I know these programmers, and they're actually very smart and nice people, and like the guy who plays Earl, then <laughs> it's just like, it's like, yeah, this is a, like no surprise you don't like this. Like you do have bike meetings, motherfucker. Which <laughs> was yeah. great. Yeah. So I, th- I think Silicon Valley has some themes of this, but I think Mike Judge has clearly learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a Silicon Valley is a amazing satire. Uh, for those of you who listen who are not in Silicon Valley, uh, everything is it, it's like every possible stereotype thrown in all at once. But it's so, it's very accurate, and it's it's yeah. weirdly accurate. It, oh, it is it is uncomfortably accurate at times. Especially it's living so like so close. Like oh my god. Like like uh, I can see Stanford from my house. Stanford Robotics. <laughs> Fuck your bamba. <laughs> Fucked up my. Cr- <laughs> All right. Uh, what's this? Uh, what's this other thing you have, Sabrina? Not sure. Dash a question of who we are and our purpose in this world. <laughs> I was just bullshitting. Doing over there. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to like. I was trying to like think deeper on this movie bring, and trying to like bring well, some like mistake. like it's just like because it's such an idiotic movie, but at the same time. I don't know. I think it kind of works because in the beginning, Joe is pretty much like, oh, I will, all I want to do is sit on my ass and watch TV all day and not be bothered until my eight years are up and I get my pension. And the the guy is like telling him, well, you can either lead, follow, or what was the... Get out of the way. Or yeah. get out of the way. And he's like, you can't keep getting out of the way anymore. And I think through the movie... <laughs> He finally realizes this, and it's a really dumb slogan, but you can't go for something super deep in this kind of a movie. But in the end, he just kind of figured out, you know what, I guess I'm going to be the one that has to leave because everyone else is too dumb to do it like for themselves. So he kind of steps up. But I always thought it was funny that 
his name became not sure because I think he was always the kind of like, I don't know, I just want to get through life. <laughs> That's all I want to do. He didn't think of himself as anything else. He was always not sure. They did a thing there. Of his yeah. purpose in life. That was pretty clever. Actually. Yeah. All right. So, so he, by the, by the end of this movie, he has a purpose. He, he has found his place in the world. So, Martin, uh, as your addendum that you've mentioned here... <laughs> That you typed in as she was starting, and you might be uh, eating your words of saying it's BS. <laughs> I, uh, I will take my words and I will eat them. <laughs> it might, it, you know, it's one of those things that it might be. It might be a really smart decision, and it could be something that could have paid out better. It just, I think, it, I think that might be a really good point that was made that was never given the amount of attention that it probably could have. Right. Like, to actually go, like, you know, my name is not sure, but for once I want to be sure about something. Yeah, that, they, yeah. They, yeah they, missed, they missed a beat there. Like, hey, you actually had, like, a reasonably clever, like, little joke, and they kind of... And the, it's it. just like, his name's not sure, because ha, 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 you know. It, it didn't, yeah. yeah, it never really made sense. That's probably a cutting room floor problem. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got it. I got it with no problem. This movie's yeah. already too long, too. Yeah, it is. That's. I agree. I feel like it dragged on in places. It didn't really need to drag on. I mean, I understand they were trying to show and parody the different parts of our world and what right. it could become. I mean, they they sat on Fuddruckers turning into Butt fuckers for so long. Hey, hey get we're getting it. our explicit get rating. You know, you, know, <laughs> you know, but it's funny though because I've known people who like you say fun ruckers. If you say it too fast, sometimes uh, yeah, I've heard stories yeah. of people saying fuck ruckers. So it's not that far off the mark. Is, it's not a very good I, name. I will admit I've oh called my, it butt fuckers a few but, times. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would you spend that long on a joke that everyone already knows exists about this one? <laughs> because it's just like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Oh, look, he did it. Real, no, like, really. And, like, and this, it was a slow transition. That was the worst part. This movie This movie could, again, it's two hours long. It could easily be one hour. Yeah. Also, Also, I want to point out that even though this was supposed, the beginning of the movie was supposed to be in the present, I feel like they're trying to say that the present was also kind of dumb because they made the point of this guy, oh, he, this is a military officer, but he has this experiment and it's top secret. But oh no, he got, he got arrested because he tried to make his own prostitution ring. Like, wow, that's really dumb. And at the same time, oh, we're going to shut down this area and bulldoze down this top secret area that has these people in these cryopods. And put in a foot rocker. And totally forget about that, even though it obviously would have been on file somewhere because there were other people involved in the project like up and upgrade also and then they have this scene where they're like oh scientists were too busy on making sure erections lasted a long time and i forget your for hair hair loss, hair loss, hair loss. It, it, hair they had loss. A, monk, a monkey with a boner and i'm like come on solid, our scientists, solid joke Nailed but our it. scientists do not focus on just that stuff we have people working on other stuff oh, besides that i would say like i i think that's act that that's there, there there is an actual criticism built in there but, yeah, in a movie that's already, like, not subtle, it's like, okay, come I on. I mean, maybe you could say that the reason for that is that's the only things that got funding after a while, is, like, give us hair and boners. I know, but yeah. that's what I'm trying... They're I trying to I, say I, that we've we've already started our decline down into idiotic, idiocracy, yes, is basically think, what it was saying. Yeah. I think they have to establish, like, a baseline, and it's also a comedy, so it's like, if we start yeah. off with just, like, a room full of hyper-competent, not-funny people, it's like, well, where is this going? Right. Yeah. And I think it's actually it's actually kind of uh, good that you pointed 
about the whole uh, the whole part about the general again because it also speaks to like the 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 bad ethnographic trope about you know the person going native, going all in into that world, and then especially the like bald the bald like mustachioed glasses white guy. Yeah, it's funny because it's black people. Yeah, it's like <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a bit ethnocentric, but you know what? It's whatever. Say that. Oh well, and if we're going to talk about the somewhat crude thing, is the fact that he says that the movie has the word fag several times. Oh, oh yeah. my god, yeah. You, oh. you, 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 he's like talking normally and everyone's like, oh, you talk like a fag. It's like, yeah. what the f- <laughs> I, I get it, but that's also, that also feels like that was a thing in the mid-2000s that you would reference as like, remember in the like, 90s when that was like an insult that you could, that like you would say? On the internet, they still use that as an well, insult. Yeah, but on the internet, what, let's just really fucking go into yeah, the internet. Yeah, <laughs> the internet at this point is just like hell on earth. Yeah. We're just... Yeah, I so, mean, I think I think like it's gotten to the point though, like now that say calling someone an SJW is higher up than calling someone a fag at this point though. It pretty much it is. Can <laughs> yeah, in some circles, well, I I am at if you go on 4chan and probably use those separately, there you would get different reactions. Well, it's, uh, yeah, are we gonna so. get, are we gonna get into this? No, no I, I think I not. think what we can I, do. My, I, my point about it was just that like I think it's a funny transition because when the movie came out in like the mid two thousands. People are using that as an insult, and the movie is like, oh, look how stupid they are. And now, like, we're looking back at this movie that's doing that, and we're like, oh, this is just, like, uncomfortable, even as a joke. Yeah. It's, it's making fun of people who are, like, the, the people saying it are the joke, but now it's just like, oh, this is just... It's just really uncomfortable. Well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's good that it's uncomfortable because of the progress made. It's exactly. It, hey, yeah, a, a tiny mode way of framing it. Well, let's well let's see like let, let's see how let's see how much that societal progress holds. Yeah. Uh, let's see, the things that I have on here, um, oddly enough, Cracked had a really good video that I enjoyed, uh, that I listed in. By the way, uh, there are show notes that you can find these. These show notes are over at satfriendsclub.com, uh, where you can find all the stuff that we're talking about, including, uh, you know, the Darwin Daluz, uh, thing that Martin talked about, uh, the picture of Fuck You All that Sabrina talked about, as well as the link for this article, which was a Cracked video on why idiocracy is actually a utopia, and the reason that they state that it is is because in the movie everyone is dumb but they're happy and everybody <laughs> is dumb but they're not malicious in their stupidity like think about it like this the uh, house of representing like you had two chambers of people you had an entire chamber of people all cheering when the president came out and sure they all booed when he didn't but you didn't have stupid party lines and stuff like that oh, the, have- well, the one guy's like south carolina yeah, I mean, you didn't... There are so many things that nowadays, like... I, I My thing is, is, like, the, the division of society. Like, the fact that just, like, you have your McDonald's and your, your Burger King. You have to choose if you're on this side or that side. Like, that's my biggest problem with society is Burger right King now. versus McDonald's, it's, that's it's, your biggest problem? No, no, no. Your life is it's awesome. polarization. <laughs> It's it is it's polarization. It's it's right. the it's the entire fact of I am this, you are that. Therefore, everything of you is bad, and everything of mine is good. Yeah, which, and and which is what gets us in really shitty situations yeah. because nobody actually thinks like that's a human being. That's somebody exactly. And this is the point that I was alluding to earlier as well. Is that you know we stop listening to each other. We stop trying to well, kind of meet on some level ground. And every and everybody's doing it. Like the the thing that gets me like even as somebody who is 
le- probably the least left leaning person at this table, but still left leaning is the fact of like tell I'm us hearing- more, Georgia boy. <laughs> Mm, well, let me let me do it in a southern accent. Oh, please uh, so, do so. Please do. Let me let me let me mix up my mint julep here. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I love those. Um, the the problem that I have is that like as much and this is as I said I am left leaning primarily, but I definitely do have issues where I hear like it's like everybody that voted for Trump is a racist. Everybody that you know did this, you know, everybody that is this is that. Everyone that voted for Obama is, you know, uh, is a socialist. A socialist. Like it's the it's the entire like everybody this is that. Everybody like this the, is that. And yeah. it drives I'll, I'll point me out that those up are, the wall. I, I like yeah. to point out that those are those have just been put on equal footing. Yeah. I, I mean <laughs> I, I don't like, okay. I don't care okay, because bro. everybody is res- everybody is responsible for the 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 fact that we are just dry in America there's just this wedge that keeps getting driven and people seem seemingly okay with it and it drives me nuts well uh, yeah, yeah. Th- this is all this is a whole other oh discussion. I know and this is- I, I, I I'd say the short end of it is also like there's the flip side of this which is the like the downside of the like aggressive race to the center. Of every like the the false belief that in any situation that there like the the center of the two extremes is the correct answer, which is no, like, but not. I mean, but I mean that's that's an easy trap to fall into, and I think that's a that's a trap that idiocracy falls into, is like everyone is stupid, and like the smart guy is the one who just like like just is like sim- is just simple and straightforward, and we're just gonna take like the middle of the path, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yes, I already know Sabrina's giving the loopy sound. We have hit an hour and fifteen minutes on Dang. this so far. But it's, you know, it, it's there's so much to there's, yeah. so, there's so much to unpack. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll so subtract some from the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, sub- we'll subtract it. We're doing these out of order, so we'll subtract it from Biker Mice from Mars uh, <laughs> or something like Sabrina, that. Sabrina, you will need to lead us in yes. that episode. Yeah. She will. She will be. But we're doing this out of order because you're getting this. We're we're in a cruise ship at this time. By everybody hearing it, so I wish I was on a cruise ship. Yeah, I bet you do. I could go. I could go on a boat if I wanted to do, but I choose not to. <laughs> da- so you were damn, on a boat for two weeks by the, yourself. Damn these no, I was southern about, oh, Democrats! Oh, they're oh, just getting that, no, on would... all their cruise ships, going to the Caribbean. <sighs> See what I'm saying? Except right. we're going to Mexico, the Mexican Riviera. Mm. Oh fuck, mm, off. girl! <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> And I am so I'm only half white, so there. What? And I, you know, I'm just trying to present an alternative fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, all right, last call for notes on idiocracy thoughts. Um, uh, overall, what uh, like I, we've talked a lot about it, but. I think this is one thing. What are do we like it? Do we not like it? Like, what are our feelings on the movie itself? <laughs> Much like the movie's politics, I will say I am like I am lukewarm and down the center about it. I will say that I'm a little. Uh, I'm pretty much on the same on the same boat with uh, with my good co-host here. But I also feel that it's a it is a fun movie to to kind of use as a primer for any discussion uh, around like some of the some of the topics that came up. It's just like. You put it on in the classroom, or you put it on in, the, in like with a group. It's a good icebreaker, and you just all right. Let's watch Idiocracy. Let's delve into this realm of of dystopian stupidity and oh, ow my balls, and then let's get into some awesome discussion, preferably fueled by alcohol. Yes. Yeah. So I would say I would. Uh, Two thousand six me would have loved this movie, and nowadays I'm like, eh. 
watch it if you really want to. It's 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 not it's not boring. Well, I had that. Well, Sabrina, what are your feelings? I have one thing to head out. I mean, it's okay movie. Um, I think it does have some interesting points to it, but I've officially seen it twice now, and I don't think I'll ever have to watch it ever again. Yeah, definitely you will not need to watch this more than once. So I had the odd idea of if we, if you were to make an idiocracy nowadays, what would it be? What would you expect the 25... Uh, oh, uh, you know. so you remember in the movie Event Horizon when they see through the portal and it's like the hell? It'll be like that. <laughs> I I want to say that it's a uh, it's a bad documentary of a couple of YouTubers. It, it's ju- it's it's the gym movie. Yeah, it's it's the gym. It's the new gym movie. That's all it is. It's I Am Legend, but with yeah, with like, a podcaster in, <laughs> instead of instead of Will Smith. <laughs> it's, it's I Am Legend with Josh. Yeah. Oh God. I, no. I I'm just. Oh God. I just had the best idea. It's it's I Am Legend, but you know the scene where he goes out and he sits there and he does the radio every day. Yeah. He just goes. He sits out there on Listen the banks. The he starts up the radio. Uh, he sits at the radio and he just goes. Hello, I'm Ira Glass. Today, <laughs> just pun- yeah, yeah. On this American life, destilism. Our episode in three parts. First part, and then, I'm so alone. And then he kind of like, and then, and then he has to like, he can't get dumb like contemporary music to noodle on, so he's just like, just sitting there with a ukulele. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Ira Glass. Oh a little like, God. we need like a smooth jazz music like instrumental cover of a, of some like song. Yeah. That- <laughs> I love that. Just Ira Glass, just sitting out there, just doing the I Am Legend. <laughs> a short story by John Scalzi. Uh, uh, hi, this is Terry Gross with Fresh Air. <laughs> of which, producing of NPR. Which, yeah, yeah. Of which, of which I can't wait for car talk. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I have the same car I found. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I am a huge NPR nerd. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I think if unless there's anything else that needs to be said, all right, we have shake of heads all across the room. That takes care of idiocracy. And I have to say, probably our best episode thus far. I, like, I liked how this went. And that it was, was my idea. You can... Give your credit to me, please. Buy me a blowjob at Starbucks, please. Whoa! <laughs> Go to it afterwards, and you see how that works out. Um, all right, so uh, that takes care of idiocracy for us. As said, um, yeah, we're gonna we've got more episodes. You're going to be hearing this later, so yeah. we, we we still have to figure out what our next three weeks. Uh, by but if you go and follow us on Twitter, uh, we, there is the Sat Friends Club Twitter account, which I will mention what our next episodes are going to be. Oh, I, I will say, I think I think on our rough plan, we were going to do Pirates of Dark Water pretty soon, pretty soon, which I think is a, will be a nice jumping off point from Biker Mice from Mars because they're both. Early '90s cartoons, and the same uh, except one is uh, very good, and the other one is well. We'll get to it. Well, yeah. Well, or, or in this case, they've already gotten to it. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm Damn. doing. The, we're doing these out of order. We're in the future. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I'm podcasting out of a cryopod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's see, what podcasting is, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sat Friends Club uh, on Twitter or at satfriendsclub.com if you want to have the webpage. Find us, RSS feeds, all that. We do have a Patreon if you so wish to like us and uh, give us a little bit of money so we can get new microphones for the crew, uh, make this show even better for we, we you. We can hire like a Mary Poppins cat sitter for Red. Yeah, yeah. Red, who has just jumped up onto my lap so I can just, just, just play with this little kitty's head. Um, and let's see, uh, you can find me. I am 
am hey i'm josh phoenix uh there is sabrina who is mcdirty turdy and she also does youtube stuff go yeah. find her uh martin uh at rommel pants and eric is not on twitter at this guys. point yeah <laughs> he, he is I, he's just I, I, I just retweet kittens that's my thing yeah, i feel like kittens it's the way it's the best way to do go about it i, I, I think so I, I tweet once like every uh every like lunar cycle maybe you're just hiding out in your little bunker over there. Ooh. All right, it's just polishing your muskets. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. been uh, that's been idiocracy. We will catch you next week for another crazy episode of uh, you know TV shows, movies, stuff from old stuff that we're looking through again. Maybe we'll like it. Maybe we won't. You know, yeah. but prob- but probably we won't. <laughs> and remember, if you go to Costco, I love you, <laughs> and I'll take care of us this week. Week. Sleep well, everyone. Bye. I love you.